Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents... Captain Optimism is here. I'm going to get a costume, like a Captain America costume, and I'm going to replace an A with an O. I feel like you should just do like some terrible like $2 cape that's like red <laughs> and like a, and like, like a cheap little yeah. mask. <laughs> Sports Talk Saturday. I just have, to have a piece of paper with optimism <laughs> taped on my shirt. On WGR. Oh, no. <laughs> Crazy Derek's coming. Stop. Wait. Wait. Listen to me. Here I come to save the day. If he can get, there he goes. We're, we're all right. Sports Radio 550. Welcome into Sports Talk Saturday. Captain Optimism is here. What's going on? It's Josh Schmidt, TJ Luckman hanging out with you. We're filling in for, for Derek. He had better things to do today. No, just kidding. This is the best thing to do on a Saturday. Welcome in Sports Talk Saturday. TJ, how you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. I'm great. I'm great. I uh, drove home from Pittsburgh last night, so we're yeah, uh, that was we're a... uh, <laughs> you know we're we're a little we're a little tired. So but, uh, we're, for, we're making it work. For context, I text TJ last night, probably around like nine thirty, and I'm like, hey, like, what time are you getting in tomorrow? And he's like, oh, well, I gotta drive home from Pittsburgh tonight, and I'm like. What? Wait a minute. Like, what is the what is the decision making process here? <laughs> so, a fun thing to know about me is a drive like a three hour drive like that doesn't bother me. Like something like that, I I enjoy long drives, and it was by myself too. I wasn't with the band or anything. I'm in a band. That's why I had to go to Pittsburgh. It's a whole <laughs> thing. But those long drives by myself are like very peaceful for me. Yeah. So you know, it's it was good. It was good. So when you were like. What the heck? I'm like, this is not a big deal for me at all. I've done this so many times. Now, I had this argument with Zach over the summer. Is that a road trip? What constitutes a road trip for you? Oh, I remember. I feel like I remember seeing some online discourse about this. <laughs> a road trip is somewhere where you have to you have to stay there overnight. I think that was that was like the general. I think consensus. that's the. I think that's the the rule is that you have to. It, it you have to have some sort of. Sleeping arrangement of sorts. I, I almost, know. I almost wanted to constitute this by the amount of times you have to stop for gas. Okay. Like if you have to stop for gas, because most gas tanks now for most cars, you'll get like probably what, like three fifty, three hundred fifty miles to empty, depending on your gas tank size. Like that's like the the average. I feel like it right? sounds, it sounds about right. Yeah. I I drove to Nashville about a month ago, and like that's that was a twelve hour drive. Like I consider yep. that a road trip. Yeah. I didn't have to stop to sleep anywhere, but like. Yeah. That's a road trip to me. But like three hours to Pittsburgh, Zach was saying that's a road trip. And I'm like, man, no. <laughs> if, if, you can, if you can make it there and back in one 24-hour period, it's not a road trip. 
I think that's I think that's where I go with that. And Nashville, you cannot like now. I've done the Nashville drive too. It's, it's it, it would take the entire twenty four <laughs> hours. So right. I feel like under that notion alone, that is a road trip. <laughs> yeah, no the, the 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 part about the Nashville trip that always gets me is the it's the hour. Is it the hour time it's the, difference it's the when time, that changes? Well, it, that doesn't bother me as much. Honestly, I like that when I'm going down. I don't like it when I'm coming back, obviously. Well, yeah. But, like, when you're going down, you, you gain an hour, and it's like, oh, sweet. Like, we're technically an hour ahead of schedule. Yeah. But it's the, okay, you've left Cleveland, and then there's nothing forever. And then, you, and then of... you get to Columbus, and then it's, okay, cool, it's Columbus. And then you get to nothing yeah. forever. And then you get to Cincinnati, and then... And then, once and then there's and then there's Kentucky. Yeah, you're basically right you're basically in Kentucky, and yep. then you're basically in Tennessee. So it's Ohio is the is the bane of my existence when I do that road trip. If, and everybody else's. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't. I've never talked to a single person who's like, yeah, I enjoy the drive through the state of Ohio. No, not yeah, a single. No, person. I, I think next time I do it, I'm gonna like go east and like go down like maybe through the Carolinas or something. I okay, know, make okay. it a longer road trip, but a more more scenic, scenic. one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But but anyway. We're not here to talk road trips. We're here to talk sports. So welcome to the show. Yeah, the Savers are home tonight. It's not a road trip. <laughs> no, it's not. It's home tonight against Montreal in the red and black for the first time in what feels like forever. I think they had the Philadelphia game was the last one they wore it, and that didn't go very well. It was it went, it went so poorly that we're like, we're not going to do this for a while. It's <laughs> but, scheduled, but we're not going to do it for a while. It's expected that we get Devin Levi in the starters net for tonight. Um, we'll have to see... If that changes at all, but Devin Levi was in the starters net at the morning skate. Ukapekalukin was out there. Rasmus Dahlin was out there. Our own Paul Hamilton tweeted out the lines a little while ago. The forward lines, I think, are the exact same. I don't think there's been any changes there. Um, but the defensive pairings are Ryan Johnson and Eric Johnson, Rasmus Dahlin, Henry Okiharu, Matias Samuelson, Owen Power, and Jacob Bryson, Connor Clifton. I love the defensive pairings here. It's it. That's perfect. I think I think you're I think seeing Power and Samuelson play the last game, you're very comfortable with that pairing and what they can do and what they're about. Um it feels like Power and Samuelson, at least defensively, have had similar issues with who they've been paired with, and for whatever reason, when they paired together, they were the shutdown pair that the Sabres needed against the Bruins. So I love mm-hmm. that. Uh Dalene and Yoki Haru, that's a pairing that's been on and off, I would say, for the last few years, and it, yeah. it's it's grown into something that I am fond of, um, <laughs> especially since Yoki Haru's been playing a bunch better this year. I, look, I think he's really grown into a top-four role for the Sabres to where they really do have, finally, a bona fide top-four guys where you're, you're not really worried unless one of those four guys goes out. But even if one of them goes out, like on Thursday, mm-hmm. you're not totally sweating it. That that third pair though, that's that's where you are running into all of your problems, um, not being able to find a good combination between Eric Johnson and uh, Connor Clifton. Jacob Bryson hasn't even been shifting into the lineup, right? Um, and Ryan Johnson has been kind of a revelation of what you've wanted to see out of Sabres defensemen for years. Um, something that really a guy only like Mark Pesic brought in terms of zone exits and how smart he is with the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, and what to do with it. Uh, the Sabres haven't had a guy play that low. and Usually that guy has to be one of the Sabres' top defensemen. Mm-hmm. And this year, they ha- it, it's, it's one of the deeper cores I've seen them have while still needing work. 
it's finally something that you can look at and say, like, I see where the future is here. Well, what's interesting about Ryan Johnson specifically, I can remember, I don't remember, well, okay, I don't remember who they were playing, but he takes the puck behind the Sabres net, and there are two defensemen coming at him. He banks it to himself off the boards, spins around the defenseman, and recollects it, and then exit the zone with a pass to Tyson Jost, like a cross ice. And I just remember being flabbergasted for like the rest of the period because I was like, how did he do that? Like, and, and like you said, he's very smart with the puck, but it's not like Darlene smart. Like Darlene will deke you out of your shoes and go score a highlight reel goal. Ryan Johnson will make a highlight reel assist that isn't even counted as an assist because it's probably a, a breakout pass that has three more assists or three more passes attached onto it, and then it ends up in a goal. Like right. that's what Ryan Johnson strikes me as as a defenseman here, and that, like you said, is something the Sabers haven't had in years, and it's it's kind of frustrating, but it's kind of exciting because you bring in Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton, and at the time in the offseason, that looked like okay, great, you filled your holes on defense, like these guys are going to be you know your placeholders until Ryan Johnson and whoever else you can draft comes up through the system. But Johnson, Ryan Johnson, that is, just kind of showed up at training camp and was like, hey, I'm ready to play in the NHL. And I don't think the Sabres were really expecting that. I mean, it's a pleasant surprise, but now what do you do with the people you signed? And what do you do right. with a guy like Jacob Bryson? Like you, you, There's too many people. Yeah. And that's the, that's the tricky part. And one of the biggest – another big issue that you're facing is – and I don't want to rag on the guy, but, I mean, Eric Johnson, Stanley Cup winner, number one overall draft pick. You know, getting up there in age and there's there's times, you know, you're looking at the the times on ice after the game and he's not he's, – he's getting the least amount. You can tell they're trying to sort of – protect him in ways um but it's it's been rough when he's on the ice and you know the sabers aren't really getting any opportunities and it's that's tough to say when about a guy who has a defenseman has two goals in the third pair but they i think Derek and I talked about this when they go 11-7 and they can control his minutes that's when it's the most noticeable the least he's the least noticeable but when they're 12-6 and they have to rely on that third pairing to play minutes, that's that's when it gets tough. So I think um, just looking at it, there was a situation a couple of weeks ago where they played three and four nights where they sat him. Um, and I guess I think Paul Hamilton said that was a load management just like, you know, with his age and everything, playing three and four nights, not great. And it's just like that can't be the only reason you're sitting him anymore. Right. It's you got to look at all the other stuff, too. especially looking at these pairings. And I'm like sort of looking at the comments. It's like Connor Clifton just had a great game and he's going to be the scratch with Jacob Bryson. Like, what kind of message are we sending a guy like Connor Clifton who hasn't had a great season and he has a great game against the Bruins, his former team, mm-hmm. and now he's the scratch again? Right. That's yeah, I don't know about that messaging there. Um, I mean, these are these are the mornings. Morning these are the morning skates. Morning I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to so go it, overboard it's, here. It's not like <laughs> it, right, but it's also it's not for sure that that's the lineup for the night. But it's most likely. Like that's that's the but that's the tricky part. Like you said, because we'll you see in warm ups. But yeah, yeah, but it's like you can't. I don't know. I you you can't sit there and say okay, we're gonna sit Eric Johnson because whatever yada yada. Because then he's gonna get mad. 
Yeah. You know, like, and, and you and you don't want that because you don't want to have another problem in the locker room like you've had in years past. And granted, this would be a much smaller problem, but it's just it's the limiting limiting your outside factors that will cause issues on this team and just going with what works. But going with what works is, in terms of just looking at last game, is Connor Clifton in the lineup? Yes, and and I get it that hasn't been the narrative for the most of the season. But if what he did last game is what he can do, then you need to find a way to make that work. And, I mean, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was, you know, oh, I'm back in Boston. I need to show these guys what's up. Maybe it was the other pairings around them. Because, I mean, like we said, you had Samuelson and Power. You didn't have Darlene. And Samuelson and Power were great. Yeah. So Against against premier players from the Bruins. They were right. frequently matched against Pasternak and... And that top line there. So yeah, and the only goal the, the Bruins scored went off Eric Johnson's skate. And I'm not again. It's not you're not trying to rag on the guy, but it's like you got to figure something out. You got to figure out a way to keep him around and keep him still in the lineup and do what you wanted him to do in terms of you know the leadership role and the mentor role and things like that. But also putting the best team on the ice. And that's and. I'm not gonna, that's valuable. Like Eric Johnson's experience in these situations and being a number over one overall pick on a team with two number one overall pick defensemen, like that's important experience to draw on. But that's also experience that you can draw on in other ways without him playing in. Sig- it's not even significant minutes, and this is still how it's being talked about. So. I think the Sabres are in a tough position there because they're in a position where for the past, what, three years, they've sort of had to repair their league-wide reputation, which I think they've done a great job with. Um, I think they've done a good job with making this a place where more players want to play or making that more apparent in their signings and how they're doing business. So I think... When it comes to, and a part of that is Kevin Adams and doing right by his players. And that's been kind of a big thing for his entire tenure here is he wants to, he wants people to be here. He wants people who want to be here and he wants people to leave here feeling that they were treated well. And I think that's A, admirable for the position that the Sabres have been for a number of years and B, um... I don't know if there's a B to that. B, it might not be the best thing for your hockey team. Right. I was going to say in the, In the right now. In the long run, I can see the value in that. Right. I think, though, when you're facing a 13-year playoff drought, is it 13? How many years are we at this point? Uh, well, the year... Yeah, it's going to be... Thir- it would be 13. I was going to say, the, the year they signed Jeff Skinner, it was going to become 10. 2011. It was 2011. It was 2011. Was last, so. last playoff. So, yeah. um, I was in sixth grade. In a In a year where they were expected to sort of kind of go from last year and they're not going and it's 13 years without the playoffs there's that added pressure which should not be on the current management team Mm -hmm. but it is it's a thing it's a factor well the same factor that the bills faced uh seven years ago when Mm -hmm. they were they you know, they got into the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. And do you know what that did? That took a whole weight off of an entire fan base's shoulder to where nobody really had to worry about the next season, right? Drafted right. Josh Allen. Everything was cool. 
I think with the Sabres, you're just facing that, and you're facing a lot of added pressure from that that isn't your fault, but it's there, and you have to figure out how to deal with it. Yeah, and and to the point of, you know, repairing the reputation around the league. Like, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, look at that 05-06 team. And I get it. There was a lot of rookies. There was a lot of young guys. And a lot of the, a lot of the times, Kevin Adams has talked about guys that want to be here. And Don Granato has said that too. People that want to be here are playing here. I'm not saying in 2005, 2006, none of those guys wanted to be here. But how many of those people wanted to be here and how many of those people wanted to win the Stanley Cup? You know what I'm saying? Right, for like, sure. Like how many people were sitting there? Like how many of those players were, you know, you look at Danny Breer and, and Chris Drury. They were just starting out in their careers. Jason Palmville, Ryan Miller, those those guys too. And yeah, they wanted to be here probably because the Sabres went and got them. They drafted them or they traded for them. But then you have like free agents and you have guys like Mike Greer and you have yeah. guys like J.P. Dumont. Like, sure, they probably loved the city and they liked being here, but they wanted to win. Yeah. They they didn't well, I mean, really, they, yeah. it didn't matter where they were. They wanted to win. I mean, if you remember back from that, and like I think it was after that 2005 year, I think Mike Greer left for the San Jose Sharks, and he mm-hmm. said a big reason he left is because he didn't feel like the Sabres were in it to win. Yeah, which was crazy after that 0506 season, and being like, "What? What do you mean the Sabres aren't in it to win?" Mm-hmm. But then you kind of see how everything goes from there, and that's what it is. I think I like that you brought up 0506 because this is the thing I've thought about. A thing that we never got was that 0405 season where right. guys like Pominville and Vanek and everyone, they got to grow in an AHL environment that was pretty competitive because of the lockout. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not getting, this is, I feel like this is what we're getting. I feel like this is, if you're going to com- start compar- making comparisons and things like that, this is what we would have seen with like 0405 Sabres if that season occurred type right. of thing. Yeah, because you don't I'm not have... trying to make excuses. I'm just saying no. like if we're going to make comparisons, we can't go full 0506 yet because we're missing that whole year in between 0304 right. and 0506. Right. And like it's it's almost like you want a season like that where you can have like guys like Tage Thompson and maybe not even Tage Thompson at this point, but guys like JJ Paterka, Jack Quinn, Matt Savoy, Zach Benson, Devin Levi, the young core that you have now because and You're, we mean young. Right. Very young. Young. Zach ben- We're going to get to him in a minute. Zach Benson is 18 years old doing something that no one has done since probably Jeff Skinner. We've been trying to figure it out, but we can't think of anybody ex- except for Jeff Skinner in his rookie year with Carolina. But besides that point, the Sabres have the youngest core in the NHL. They have the youngest team in the NHL. The oldest player, aside from Eric Johnson and Kyle Poso, because they're kind of outliers, is Jeff Skinner at 30 or 31, one of the two. And... That is an incredible value to have, partially because you have trade value in some of those guys. Not a, no, none, not all of those guys are going to make the roster for the Sabres. They will make the NHL. Noah Ostland will make it in the NHL. Isaac Roseanne has made it in the NHL. And I, I mentioned those two guys because they've been kind of the center points of like, oh, if we were to trade a prospect, they would be like the first two guys gone. And I'm kind of leaning away from that now with Roseanne, especially because of how he's looked in the past few weeks or so. But somebody like Noah Oslin, where it's, you know, you took a draft pick on a guy and he's only played in Sweden, hasn't really made the jump to the AHL. It's, you know, getting to the point where it's like you got to start using some of these assets to win now. You're, you're getting to that point where it's like you only have so many roster spots. 
You have you only have so many contract spots. You have to figure out which guys are going to. This is what you're saying, but you have to figure out which guys are going to be your players and which guys are going to be your pieces to get the players you need. Right. And this is the year to figure that out. I think that's essentially what the Savers are saying at this point. By all their actions, all everything going on this year, I don't want to say there's no urgency, but it does feel like the Sabres feel like the plan is still on. Everything is still going according to plan. Um, and again, the being the youngest team, I think we have something here about about being the youngest team, uh, but and and what that does as a team, and what you have to do to learn to grow from that. But that's that's a that's a factor to consider here. Right, and it's almost like the Sabers are trying to complete their stockpile, and you know. Figure out who's who and and who's going to be what, and right. and and then make those moves either at the trade deadline or in the off season. I think the trouble. I think the trouble is everybody. I think a lot of people feel like that was what last year was for. And now we know right. who those roles are. But now I do think that if they weren't going to take the step this year, this year is still important for in terms of who you're still going to keep moving forward and mm-hmm. who you're going to use to move to bring the pieces that you need. Whether that is a better goaltender, another. Uh, top six defenseman, um, any or any sort of winger or something like that. Right. It's it's just it's time to make that big move, and I don't think that they'll do it this in season this year. I think they'll do it in the off season, but they can. This team can make it. I think to the playoffs. Let's go to the phones here though, tough. real quick. If if anyone wants to jump in, seven one six eight zero three zero five fifty. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. We're gonna go out to Jerry and Kenmore. Jerry, what's going on? You know, I think one of the problems with this team is that it is too young in that you're playing against guys. It's like when you, you know, the first time you ever played something competitive against your father or your uncle, who you respected playing a game for a long time. You watch the opener against the Rangers. You watch the New Jersey game from last Saturday. And there are games where their level of compete is non-existent. And you're asking 20, 21, 22-year-olds, to play at a very high level against men. And you know what happens? Then they stand up for a teammate and uh, Dylan Cousins gets knocked out and his nose broken and he's feeling some of the, you know, the after effects for a couple weeks after the fact. I think that it's built, I get that it's built for the future, but there are teams that have made quick turnarounds. The LA Kings, the Detroit, it doesn't have to take six years, eight years to do this. It can be done in a more timely fashion. This team's level of compete, half of this season has been non-existent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks, Jerry. I appreciate that. I get what you're saying there. Absolutely. And he's absolutely it's right. It, right on the head. There have been games where the common thing that the you know reporters are asking the coach after the game is, you know, why can't you guys start? Why? Why? What's What's going on with not being able to start well? And mm-hmm. You know, the main thing I see on that is like that goes back to how they're coached. And I think there's a level of that to that. But to Jerry's point, they are the youngest team in the league. You shouldn't need to find reasons why you need to compete. But in a professional league, I mean, the, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's, well, it's, it's tough to. 
you know, I'm sure like at a mental level for the youngest team in the league, I don't want to say it's tough to get up for your opponent, but finding ways to do that when you're so young, when you haven't had that experience, I I understand completely where Jerry's going with that. Well, it goes back to, so I want to bring up a point that I, I was listening to uh, Spit and Chicklets, the Barstool Hockey Podcast. They had Devin Levi on a few weeks ago. And Levi was talking about the Calgary game where, you know, he probably let in a goal from center ice because he wasn't ready or whatever, but it gets disallowed or whatever. And it was probably his worst game as a saver so far. That Calgary game was not great for him. And he talked about it and said that after the game, his girlfriend texted him and said, don't worry, you have 78 more games to go. And he was saying, he was like, wow, yeah, I, you know, it kind of, it didn't really hit me until something like that, where it's like, you have so many games a year and it's so difficult, especially for a guy like Levi coming from college, not playing even a half of those games. I mean, sure, the guys from the, you know, from the OHL or WHL, whatever, they play more, but it's still, it's not the same level in terms of the amount of games. It's it, yeah. obviously the, the level of compete and the level of skill is vastly different but it's more so the longevity of the season that i think gets most of these young guys compared to you know and that and that well that affects coming in and out of every game of like you know being ready to go and 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 doing all that stuff so i think that yeah when you look at them like I, i just pull up their cap friendly page average age of forward 25 average age of defenseman 25 average age of goaltender 24 like they're young yeah. It's going to take some time, and I know we've been saying this for years, but this team, it's got the pieces. They just need to mature. I I do think Jerry, Jerry's right. I do think, especially since we're on year 13, it shouldn't take long to build a winner or build – not build a winner. I think, I think it doesn't take long to build a team to go to the playoffs, but – what are you trying to build out of that? Are you trying to build a team just to make the playoffs? Or are you trying to build a team to win a championship and win championships consistently? That's what Kevin Adams has been saying all along is they want to do it the right way. They want to do it consistently. Um, but that's that's a tough ask of people who have been waiting a long time to make it back to the playoffs. Right. And, and the other thing is, is, and we're going to have to get to a break here in a second. But to wrap that whole thing up, it's been 13 years, but it hasn't been 13 years with these guys. It hasn't been 13 right. years with this management group. Had it been better run in the beginning of this drought, I think we'd maybe be saying, oh, like, you know, Sabres haven't made it to the playoffs in four years. Like, they'll get back soon. Like, they just need some time. It hurts more that it's 13. If it wasn't so long – this would be a completely different feeling, a completely different conversation. But yeah. because it was so poorly run in the beginning, it's not that conversation. And that's the most frustrating part. And what's even more tough, it's you're talking about a league where for a lot of the times they didn't make the playoffs, more than half the league made the playoffs. Now right. it's half the league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, at looking least, at that COVID bubble yeah. year, that was the most frustrating where you missed because you didn't play a game against Montreal because the day <laughs> everything shuts down, you're supposed to play Montreal. And who knows what would have happened, but Montreal gets in and you don't, and Montreal goes to the Stanley Cup final. I still, I still blame Rudy Gobert for rubbing the microphones. Yeah. That's what happened. He's the reason why this drought's <laughs> still going on. All right, we got to get a break. 
You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. When we get back, we're going to talk some more Sabres, going to talk some Zach Benson, some goaltenders as well. And, yeah, so Josh Schmidt, TJ Luckman, hanging out with you here. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Lindholm on the left-wing boards. Marchand in front. Stopped by Levi. Looking for the puck was the Bruins captain, but Levi stopped Marchand after a save on Steen moments earlier to keep this at a 1-0 Sabres lead in Boston. Dan Dunleavy on the call there from the Sabres' big win over the Boston Bruins, snapping a four-game losing streak. Levi just great that game. He should have had a shutout. But, he, and and, and it, it was a fluky goal, sure, but like he yeah. should have had a shutout. He, um, the thing that impresses me most about Devin Levi, and we'll get to Zach Benson in a second because he's impressive in his own right, but <laughs> Devin seems to have a high capacity to learn things right away mm-hmm. and soak it in and immediately apply it to his game. Have you ever heard him talk about doing the VR goggles? No. It is the coolest thing ever. I've, I want to try it. So Devin Levi has talked about, you know, when he is unable to get on the ice or is hurt or whatever, like if there's no ice available or he's hurt or something, he'll put on a VR headset and play goalie. And it, he said it's he said it's very realistic. He's had other players on the Sabers do it. Wow! And um, apparently they've said how realistic it looks too. Like it's not just him saying like, "Oh, this is my thing." Like I like it a lot. No, like other people, it's becoming more and more of a thing. And I think he developed it with his, like his Hockey Canada sure. goalie coach when he was on Team Canada. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny enough, he said Owen Power was the most likely to also be a goaltender out of all the Sabers non goaltenders that he had use it. Yeah. Apparently Owen Power can be a goaltender. But anyway. Interesting. Um, that reminds me of um, all the F1 drivers. Mm-hmm. They have the F1 sims, right? Well, the he, yeah, the he, racing sims. He talked about that. He said it's very similar in that sense of like, you know, it's it's not real, but it feels real. 
Like yeah. you can't replicate everything, but you can re- replicate ninety percent of it. I imagine it helps a lot with like reaction timing to things. Right. Yeah, I, I think that would probably be the best thing that it was designed for is just because because like he's like I said, he uses it when he's injured. So if he can't do the normal things that a goalie can do when they're injured, he can at least work on his reaction time. You know, yeah. depending on what he's injured with. But but anyway, so Devin Levi expected to get the start tonight. Another player expected to get the start tonight because he has been phenomenal, and you know he's been in the lineup for 17 games this season for the Sabers. Zach Benson. Benson in 17 games this year has seven points, two goals, five assists, two highlight real goals in my opinion. Obviously, the first one was insane between the legs, top shelf, awesome. Um, and then the next one was right off the faceoff, spins and shoots, and it goes in. And Benson, you know. 13th overall in this past year's draft. This is draft year plus one for Zach Benson. He's 18 years old. It's very impressive. It has been something that's been awesome to see. He, especially being as small as he is, he's been all over the ice in terms of forecheck, backcheck, getting in the dirty areas in the corners, standing in front of the net, tipping shots, blocking shots. Like He looks exactly like what the Sabres wanted in this draft. It, it, it's everything that people talked about in the draft for him is exactly what they got. Yep. And it's just been awesome to watch. What I like about him is he's you can see watching him play what the offensive ceiling is going to be there. I don't think he's the greatest finisher in the world, but his vision and his knack for being in the right place and his uncanny ability to go into a pile of Guys who are much bigger than him and then randomly come out with the puck is nuts. I like. I remember watching. I remember going to one of the development camp scrimmages and watching Benson. And I'm not a scout. I'm not a guy. I've said this about plenty of guys, I'm sure. But I'm looking at. I'm watching Zach Benson and going, this guy is head and shoulders better than everybody here, and it's noticeable. And like you start to think things like, could he? Silly, silly me thinking at development camp. Could this guy make the team? As I'm sitting here thinking Matt Savoy is going to make the team out of camp. He's not going to get hurt, any of that stuff. And watching that sort of come to fruition over the next four months has been awesome. Especially just seeing him. You you talked about uh, his play away from the puck is fantastic. You already don't have to worry about him in the uh, in the defensive zone any of his defending, like if you look at, if you go to his, um, you know, his advanced statistics, he's above a 50% expected goals for percentage. Um, So, I mean, his play on the ice has led to good results for the Sabres to where them keeping him this year wasn't a, are you going to impact this player's development by keeping him here? It was, uh, this guy has earned his spot. He's playing on top two lines night in and night out. Like he has, he's here, he's already arrived and he can only go up from here. Exactly. And and I think also somebody we were talking about in the, before we did the show here, Jeff Skinner is a very comparable player to Zach Benson, not only in terms of size, but in terms of production. Skinner in his first year out of the draft, Skinner was drafted seventh overall in 2010 by the Carolina Hurricanes. Skinner won the Calder that year playing 82 games for the Hurricanes and scoring 63 points as a seventh overall draft pick. 
The first overall draft pick that year was Taylor Hall. I mean, that that right there just shows you, you know, the skill Jeff Skinner had coming out of the draft. Yeah. It was it was insane. So I'm not saying Zach Benson, you know, is gonna win the Calder and he's gonna put up sixty points. Sure. But he has ten points in seventeen games. He's almost a point per game player at eighteen years old. And if you look in his past two years in the WHL, in his first year, you know, he had 10 and 10, 20 points in 24 games. Twenty-one In 2021-2022, he had 25 goals, 38 assists for 63 points. And then last year in the WHL, he had 36 goals, 62 assists for 98 points. He's always been a player that's gotten more assists than, point, than goals. He's always been over a point-per-game player in the WHL, except for the one year, but it was a COVID year, so there was all that stuff. But... I just I can see him being that next piece in the lineup of when Jeff Skinner is getting to the age where it's, you know, what are we going to do? Can we get rid of his contract? Can we, you know, fix his contract somehow? Benson can step right in. And this year has shown that. And he won't have to do it for a couple more years. So you're going to have Benson starting to go into his prime as you need him to be a first line or a second line guy. And he's even being a, a second line guy right now which is the, the the best part about him as a player and him as a draft pick. And you didn't even have to you didn't even have to suck to get him. You were 13th, which is just that's awesome, you know? And and it just goes to show how well the Sabres scouting staff has improved. Yep. And it I was also just it, about to say that. It's a little bit of luck too because you know, in in drafts like you never know where anyone's going to go. I mean, look at last year, not not this not this past year with Connor Bedard, but last year with Slavkovsky to the Montreal Canadiens. Everyone expected Shane Wright to go one. He ends up going fourth, and it, you know, shakes up the whole table. But yeah. Benson is the kind of guy where you kind of expected him to go around this, and it was a treat to get him to fall to thirteen. It was. I do like. I've talked to a, a number of people, a number of people being fans of just fans who follow the draft of just like when Benson fell to them, could not believe that he was still there. Um, and watching him, it's like, okay, yeah, I can see why everybody felt this way. I'm glad you brought up the Sabres. They've done better in terms of draft scouting uh, recently. Definitely feels like out of every single draft for the past three or so years since Kevin Adams has taken over and brought in uh, Jason Carmanos. Sam Ventura. Uh, Sam Ventura. Um, that whole analytics staff there. Um, they've been better about taking the guy – that they should take. You know how for drafts previous to now and, you know, the Sabres had come up and you were like, they're going to get their guy, they're going to get the guy, and then they go with another guy. I, I'm trying to think of a good example of this because they've drafted very highly for a lot of years, so they took, they typically took the no-nonsense guy no on <laughs> those spots, but it's, you know, those, it's the... Trading up for Zemgus Girgensen's type yeah, of deal. That thing. was drafting Nylander. Yep, drafting Alex, ne Nylander. Alex Nylander. Perfect. Uh, in twenty, well, okay. So this one was a questionable decision at the time, but in twenty twenty, they drafted Jack Quinn over Marco Rossi. They, Twitter was on fire. On the fire. city was ready to riot. And now look at it. I mean, yes, Marco Rossi has extenuating circumstances as to why he might not be performing at the NHL level, but he's starting to now. But Jack Quinn. 
he looks he need, like he needed the guy. Year. He lo- he needed a year, but he looks like he's a good guy. And, oh, and no, that... I'm saying Rossi need, needed the year to like kind of recover. Well, right, he looks right. he looks good now. He's getting an NHL time. But Quinn, yeah, the the way that Quinn was able to sort of just um, take you know take the ball and just sort of run with it was mm-hmm. nothing short of fantastic for that development. Looking at this draft though, 2020, like I mean, everyone after Quinn, you have Marco Rossi, Cole Perfetti. Yaroslav Askarov, Anton Lindell. Like, there's names in there where you wish you could redraft it, but you also don't really... It's 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 not to the level of the 2015 draft, but 2020 was a pretty loaded draft class in, in terms of the first round. And that was also the year that the Sabres drafted John Jason Paterka. J.J. Paterka. The... He just, could, oh, I could go man. on. I could go on about him. <laughs> he The Sabres tra- traded up to get him in that year. He's got 11 goals now this season. Yeah. And has looked just he, oh yeah. man, he's awesome. like the he's like the anti Dylan Cousins this year, where everything he's putting at the net is going in. Which that's not a bad that's not a bad thing to say about him. It's right, just Cousins like, that's has just, bad. That's just how Ooh. it's going. And Cousins, Cousins, there there are games where I feel like Cousins been has been out of it, but you know Cousins is always the hardest guy on himself. Mm-hmm. And ever since he said. What he said, uh, what was it, a week ago at this point about, you know, we need to be tougher to play against. We need to, you know, have more of an attitude when we're playing. Right. He's had it. Mm-hmm. And every time he has basically a guaranteed chance to score, the Something. other goalie becomes Dominic Hasek <laughs> in that moment. Every was, single time. I was at the Red Wings game and... When he had his chance right in front of the net, I was right in that zone in the corner, probably like Could not nine rows off the ice, and I was already standing up yep. celebrating, and, I, and then the puck goes up into the netting, and yep. I'm like, how? Yep. How does this happen to him? And then in the Nashville game, he had probably four goals in yep. that game, yep. and at the end of the game, you heard his frustrations over the TV broadcast. I don't know if you heard that, but I heard it, and it was oh, yeah. kind of it was kind of funny. I, I like when stuff like that happens, but not to my own team. But um, <laughs> we got to get a quick break in. We've got Derek Kramer up next. He's going to join us real quick for the booty cheek of the week. Anthony on hold. Hang out there. We'll get to you. And yeah, this is Sports Talk Saturday. You're listening to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back in. You know the music. You know what time it is. It's time for the Booty Cheek of the Week. Let's go out to the Western Hotline. Welcome in Derek Kramer. Derek. Good morning, sir. How are you? Um, the way you keyed that up makes it seem like I'm the booty cheek of the week. What's up, buddy? It's you. <laughs> Surprise! You couldn't do the show this week, so you are now the booty cheek. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, that is... What a, what a plot twist. M. Night Shyamalan would be very jealous. <laughs> hey, real quick, if, I, don't, I don't want this to influence your, uh, your decision, but... Per head coach Don Granato, Rasmus Dahlin will play tonight. Ryan Johnson will not be in the lineup, despite being paired with Eric Johnson in the morning skate. So, that's a decision. If, if that alters your booty, che- booty cheek choice. 
Maybe. I don't I, know. I, I don't know if it alters any, any cheeks here, but at the same time, um, it is an interesting thing there. Like it, with Ryan Johnson sitting, Darlene playing tonight, I, I'm worried there's an 11 7 night coming here now. Ooh. I didn't think no, that. no, it could be Clifton Johnson. Could could be Clifton Eric Johnson or Bryson Eric Johnson. That well, the thing is, is that if you want to ease in Darlene, who's been dealing with an injury, uh, I've got bad news for you guys. Um, the booty cheek of the week might be us for watching another 11-7 Sabres game. Listen, uh, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm already stopping you there. Go go look at their record with 11-7, Derek. It's not the booty cheek. It's uh, not. Uh, yeah. It's not. It'd be us for willingly watching it. Derek, they're they're like four one and one when they do eleven seven. <laughs> Don't do this to yourself, please. <laughs> it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt my soul, okay? No, he's got a point there. It, it it is it's just weird to watch. Anyway, okay. So if they win, they can they can play they can play eighteen forwards for all I care. <laughs> if they win the games. All right, so Derek, you know as, as yeah. the as the guest, as the special surprise guest, we have another special surprise guest coming. I haven't told you guys who that is going to be yet, but anyway, Whoa. yeah. Um, wh- who do you have this week for your booty cheek? Um, the entirety of the New York Jets. I mean, the report earlier this week from Diana Rossini about how Zach Wilson might not be willing to go back into the lineup just tells you the sheer incompetence of the disaster of a prospect and development of said prospect that you ruined him to the point where he was reportedly not willing to step in. Um, Yeah. And Oh, Hey, Aaron Rodgers, of course, has to be part of the story being the one to have reached out to Zach Wilson. So it's always all about not number 12 anymore, but number eight, uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, I'm going with the entirety of the New York Jets as the good old booty cheek of the week, which I still wish was sponsored, but it is not, and we have to continue living our <laughs> lives with that sad knowledge. That's a very that's a very good pick. I, I like that a lot because, you know, the Jets are just look bad, stay bad. Like, I mean, it's not going well for them. Um my my pick, if I if I may, Gary Batman for not letting Devin Levi sit in the middle of the ice during commercial breaks anymore. It, it's just Wait, it's, I mean, what? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? What? Yeah, they're not letting him sit there anymore. He's now sitting in the face-off dots. It's something that came up when he went down. Uh, all right, that's that's it for me. I I don't have a booty cheek. That's mine. Like, what are we doing? Right. Constantly, what are we doing with this league? Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we're, oh boy, we're turning this back into the NHL award, isn't it? It it kind of is. I mean, I feel like that's. Kind of what it has to be. I'll go with mine. I'll go with mine. And listen, I'm going to be hard here. Uh, the Bills' handling of the Von Miller situation is a complete booty cheek to me. Um, yes. Um, just the flippancy of handling it, just saying, yeah, he's going to be here. We're going to let the NFL do their thing. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do. Uh, maybe uh, the administrative level, but like you just don't need that distraction at this point i don't know why you're putting yourself through that and why you're going out of your way to make sure that everybody knows that you think he's a good guy unnecessary Uh, what are we doing here tj if i may uh piggyback a little bit on you there oh please Um, do thank you thank you for continuing to put up on that because if i was in the chair today i would make sure to say like don't let this 
Ty Dunn article distracts from the fact that the Von Miller situation has been handled like a mess. And it does, like we do as, as the show, um, we do need to make sure that people remember that. And yep. I'm, I'm very thankful that you were able to bring that one up there. Um, yes, it's in the booty cheek of the week segment, but we got to remind people that, yeah, the Von Miller situation stinks. It still stinks. And it's going to continue to stink, especially with the words that Bean and McDermott used about, like, how, like, oh, this isn't the guy that we've known over the past year and change. And, no, he was already arrested. He was already, like... This is already... It's already been a thing. It's already been a thing. It's already been a thing. Exactly. So, yeah. So, again, uh, TJ, I'm with you on this one. I I like that. I I think that is... uh, It's a good way to remember to just remind everyone. This is not the right way that this was handled, and it's going to keep going, unfortunately. I think you guys are both right. I don't want to be a dissenting opinion here because that that it's it's not Listen, it's not what you it's yeah. not what it should have been. It, it's obviously things get overshadowed and things change, but like it's yeah, it's just. There's, listen, there's a, <laughs> it's another there's, head head scratcher. There's a right to due process, the law, all that stuff. One hundred percent, no doubt. Taking him out of the game isn't doing anything to him personally. He's still going to get his game check. Like, in the grand scheme of things, sitting him for a week or while the investigation plays out does not do anything for you if that's the bare minimum of what you're going to do here. But they're not even going to do the bare minimum. That's my booty cheek. Good choice. I'm going to say that TJ is... The favorable cheek of the three here for our <laughs> picks for Booty Cheek of the Week. I think I think you're right there, Derek. But um, but yeah, so this has been Booty Cheek of the Week. We're very late for break. Derek, how are you really quick? How, how's your day going? Um, so uh, everyone listening, uh, when you guys are done listening to Josh and TJ on the radio, uh, tune in to the Geekiverse on either Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube. We are doing a charity gaming stream all the way until 10 o'clock tonight. So... Um, once you're done listening to the boys, come on over. We got prizes to win for donations. All donations going right to Make-A-Wish Western New York. So all that money is taking to local causes right here in Buffalo and Rochester. Awesome. Well, thank you, Derek. Thanks for joining us. And that sounds like a great cause. So I might even hop on and, uh, and check it out for a little while. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. So thanks a lot. All right. Go get it, guys. Thanks, Derek. That was Derek Kramer, usually in this chair on a Sports Talk Saturday, and he'd be making fun of me right now because we're very late for the break. So we are going to take a break here. Going to come back, talk a little more Sabres hockey, talk into some bills as well. Anthony, you're still on hold. Thank you very much. We will be right with you. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday. This is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.